0: Right. welcome everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me. Hi, I'm your host Rob Elba. I am here in California. It is a lovely afternoon. I have my cup of tea. And it's I, not
1: afternoon.
0: I have two... Uh, it's not afternoon. I, what am I saying? It's uh, pre-noon. It's uh, 11 a.m. Uh, and, and then,
2: uh, Mark, you're one hour even earlier or later? I'm an hour later than you. This is. It's really depressing. When I first talked to you guys three years ago... I was in California, and now the tables have turned, and you guys are where I want to be, and I'm exiled in Utah.
0: Utah, that's right. Oh, oh well, what are you going to do? <laughs> it's really pretty.
3: Yeah.
0: I've heard...
4: <laughs> yeah, pretty.
0: All right. Well, you those two voices you hear are my guests now. We have Mr. Barry Stock, and we have Mr. Mark Garita. As you heard, Barry is in California Mr. Mm-hmm. is in Utah and welcome to the show, guys. Hey.
3: Or, hey. <laughs> Thanks for having
0: me. Yeah, us. yeah. And we're gonna talk about an artist uh, that I've never that we've never had on the show. And to be honest, I don't know, an artist I guess maybe I've given short trips because probably like a lot of people, I knew him from his first big hit. In the time of chimpanzees, I was a monkey. Butane in my veins,
5: and the guy balls spray paint the vegetables dog food skulls with the beefcake cake rolls kill the headlights and put it in neutral stock car flaming with the loser and the cruise control Baby in Reno with the vitamin D got a couple of couches sleep on the loveseat
0: loser and then, then, then it's like oh yeah that's that bet guy and I don't know why I never sort of I mean whenever I hear his uh, uh, songs I'd say, oh, that, that's good. He's good. But for some reason, I've never owned a Beck album. But uh, what's the album
2: that uh, we're talking about now, So it, um, it, and the reason I picked this one, Midnight Vultures, is a little bit like what you said, Rob. I kind of figured everybody has their mind made up about uh, either Loser or the big album Odelay. So he had another album that came out after Odelay. So Odelay was really popular. And another album came out after that. But this is like the real follow-up to Odele, so i just thought there might be some people that might have been on the fence about
1: him so maybe a uh
0: yeah yeah because listening to this album this week it's like oh my god this is a really great album and and barry especially i i'm assuming you uh, like this album uh, that way, right? yeah it's
3: my favorite, it's my favorite background
0: and and yeah, I could tell that because I hear you. Like I say, oh yeah, B- Barry would love this because it's really great. It's very there's all different uh, uh, genres going on. It's very eclectic, but it's all very well yeah. played. And I swear, Barry, there's some guitar on this where it sounds like uh, B- Barry could be, uh, you could be playing. It, yeah. like, it sounds like oh Barry yeah. got, could have We could have brought Barry in the studio and he could have done. This.
3: Yeah, yeah, the, he um he stole from everybody on this one so it's uh uh-huh. <laughs> I stolen from me it's possible
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> so yeah so that's kind of his thing in a way he's uh, i guess kind of like a, a bowie the way we've always said bowie's a, kind yeah. of a magpie and that's like beck too right
2: yeah yeah and your guys episode about um scary monsters where towards the end of the album there there's a song and I remember you guys saying it's almost like ominous about where culture is going to go in the 80s. And this album came out in 99, and I kind of feel like it's a little ominous about where things are going in the 2000s. It was just, you know, Mm. wasn't really the greatest decade for
3: music. (laughs) Yeah. The thing about Beko is he's like the Andy Kaufman. It's the Andy Kaufman thing. It's the is he kidding or is he not kidding? Yes, yes good competing. one yeah it's hard to tell whether he's is he putting on of course with Beck there always is the um the the in the background the Scientology looming yes and so you you wonder how he squares some things on this with that you know now he's left Scientology again after going back for a while so I don't know.
0: Yeah, he has. And, and it's funny because, yeah, and Barry, it, it's like you said, someone, when they set themselves up like that, it's almost like you never know what to believe. Because, yeah, yeah. I looked up and it said, Becca's described himself as both Jewish and a Scientologist, but no longer identifies as a Scientologist. And it's like, I'm thinking, well, is that true? Or is he just, you know, is that just another put on? No, I, think
3: he, um, I think he did fine. I think he's done. I don't know why. Maybe he finally just smelled the whatever the
0: yeah yeah because he seemed uh, obviously you could tell just by when you uh listen to his music and read his lyrics that he's a really smart guy a very mm-hmm. intelligent person and it always seems funny to me like barry uh, don't you always wonder like when someone's really intelligent like how they get sucked into something yeah. like scientology
3: because he grew up in a scientology family
0: he did okay so it was his family his
2: parents
3: it's yeah he didn't have any choice in Oh, okay. I didn't know
2: the background of that.
3: Yeah. And his dad was a, a ranger, I think. And um, Yeah. I think I should have looked it up, but I'm pretty
2: sure that his mom was somehow connected with the factory and Andy Warhol, oh. but I'm not 100% oh, wow. sure. But I think so. I think so, yes.
3: Oh, the former Andy Warhol factory collaborator, Biddy Hansen.
2: <laughs> nice.
3: <The mom. laughs>
0: But I guess he mostly grew up in LA. He has the vibe of someone that grew up with uh, with a strange childhood, right?
3: Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like our kids.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) But um, there's a lot of like there's a lot of uh, sex themes on here, obviously. But yeah, like you said, you never know. Very. Andy Kaufman like cuz you never know how much to take uh you know yeah. obviously a lot of it is just sort of playing on things but it's also Barry wouldn't you say it's also he's obviously paying homage to music that he I'm sure he loves really loves
3: Prince Prince's record you know when people talk about this I love this is like you know there's so much Prince in here kind of in the attitude Oh yeah uh, um that you know Whereas Prince was more overt about it
5: yes I should know by the way you popped your car sideways at the other kind of person that believes in making at once love and fast
3: Beck is of course always one step move with, with that sort of humorous, and, you know, the cultural references that are snarky, like Sia's and whatever.
0: We've established, so Prince looms large on this, right? Oh, God. yeah. Yeah, he does. And and it's funny, listening to this makes me, in a way, I, I went back and listened to some more Prince again. Because I always I, I always feel like I don't listen to enough Prince. <laughs> I'll
3: be frank, the thing about Prince is I connect with some of it. And some of it I, I don't connect with at all. And some of the sounds are 80s specific, can be kind of off-putting. And I don't know. And there are people who worship Prince like Jack obviously does. But I like Prince, but I don't I don't seek it out. And I, I listened to it a lot in the early 80s. Right. When he was when Prince first came out, I had those first few records. Yeah, me, playing, me too. I was playing in a funk band where I was the only white member. Oh yeah, that's but right. Obviously. What was that
0: band's name, Barry? We have to, what was the name of that band?
3: Well, the real name was Nature's Choice. Okay. But the name that, the, the secret name was Everybody's Black But Barry. <laughs> so,
0: nice. I love it. <laughs>
3: and uh, I, I wish those guys well. I hope they're all still alive. But hopefully, hopefully. It was pre, pre, pre-crack cocaine, in Orlando, Florida. Oh, but, okay. Um, okay.
0: I get, yeah, I I really get what you're saying with Prince. And it's funny because that also is sometimes the knock on Beck is that his music lacks a certain uh, soul, like, uh, you know, that some of it's soulless. And I guess that goes along with what you said, how it's the Andy Kaufman thing where you wonder, you know, is it, you know, how much is he serious and how much is he playing on
3: things? Yeah, I mean, he's a white boy from, you know, where did he grow up? In L.A. mostly. Yeah. So that's hard to come by and to get rid of that. Okay. So white boy, L.A., Scientology parents, you know, the not a lot of blacks in there. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so if he's going to get it, he's going to have to imitate it.
2: Yeah, I think, you know, some of the stuff that he does with the hip-hop influences, it, it, I think of the BC Boys a little bit, and they were, I think they were friendly, because I remember seeing here and there of them like hanging out or little some funny clips on MTV where they're just goofing around. And it's kind of like they made hip hop kind of accessible to people that didn't usually listen to hip hop, but they'd get a huge kick out of it because it's kind of a first exposure to hip hop from people that don't know the real thing or whatever.
3: Yeah, big time. Um, he played in Athens, Georgia. We were living in Athens in, in 92. We moved there in late 92. And he played there pretty shortly thereafter. And my friend went and saw him at a club, well, not a huge club, just like a club, and it was like evangelizing. He was like, dude, this guy was off the hook great. So oh, okay. there's some charisma there and some oh, stuff yeah. like that in a live setting that definitely impresses people.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, him and Prince, they definitely have that showman quality, you know?
0: Yeah. Alright, so let's get into the record. Let's listen a little bit of Sex Laws. So right away, I listen, like I said, I've never heard this record. I put it on that groove and those horns. I'm on board right away, immediately.
3: Yeah. With this, the one line that always sticks with me from this is, and it's the whole Beck thing encapsulated in two lines. I'll let you be my chaperone at the halfway home. (laughs) So he's being funny, but he's also being... You know insinuating like like there's going to be some kind of you know wild orgy at the halfway right like i'll let you be my chaperone you know right 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 and, you go, know, wow yeah
0: i mean that's the thing the lyrics are very clever and then almost you know sometimes when you say oh well it's almost too clever but it's like that's yeah, his yeah. Th- that's his thing
2: well yeah that's funny because i wrote down uh the name Stephen Malcolmus because they're friends and they both kind of have that thing where it's intelligent and amusing,
3: and you don't totally know what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yep. snark. It. Yeah, it's snarky. It's just snarky from start to finish.
0: Right. Right.
3: And when Beck makes a record that's not snarky, like you know, it, you you, it's a very different vibe, and you're like, oh, okay. There's none of this in there. You know, he kind of. Once he when he wipes that away, he just like clears the slate. Right. In fact, this may be the last fully snarky record that he made. Oh, really? Well, yeah. like the so I and I i tuned him out a little
2: bit, like we talk about sometimes for some whatever reason we don't, you know, follow up with people even when we love them. The information is still a little bit in this vein, and Wero is still a little bit in this vein, yeah. but it's yeah. definitely different. Something's changed for sure.
3: Yeah, I think he went through a bad marriage breakup thing. Um, In and out of Scientology? In and out of Scientology. (laughs) Right. That's exactly right. That'll do it. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That'll slap the snark out of you. (laughs) And there was one little thing I like. in um, The second verse, the bass drops out at the beginning of the verse, and then it comes back in really funky, and it's a real good little trick. I remember hearing a lot of songs in the 90s that what either you know the bass or the drums drops out for a little bit and comes back and it captures your attention because you know something drastic changed.
3: Yeah.
0: And Barry, we didn't even mention the uh, banjo.
2: <laughs> yes.
3: Let's, that's us the, the banjo. Just... So snark again. That banjo is snarky. It is. It's it is. in there because you <laughs> think of the movie Deliverance. <laughs> like, anytime there's a banjo in a non-country in a, in a song like that, it's like. Oh, Ned Beatty on his hands and knees. You know? <laughs>
2: exactly.
3: <laughs> Makes you wish you were at the halfway home instead. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, when it comes in, you're like, oh, wow, Banjo. And what the hell? And so, yeah, I remember the
1: Banjo. And it's not
3: Sea Chain, which is the record after Midnight Belfast. And of course, a Sea Chain is where you shift 180 degrees from what you were doing before. And Sea Change is totally non-smart,
2: 100%. Oh. Yeah, I had a hard time with that one. There's some good songs on it, but... <laughs> I uh,
3: love I was love a couple... This. Oh, you like it a lot? Oh, yeah.
2: Lonesome Tears is a really good song.
0: All right, so we get into the second track, Nicotine and Gravy, and I want you guys to think of something, and I, I don't know if I just came uh, came up with this, and, and it's it's totally... There's nothing behind it, but... but I feel like there's something there, but I'm going to tell you what it is, but let's let's do it first, a little bit of Nick Teeninger. Guys, the, the way he's singing there in that low register and with that, it sound, It reminded me of Marilyn Manson a little. And I'm not saying, I'm not comparing them because Marilyn Manson is garbage and most everything he does is just garbage and he's horrible. But I feel like there's some kind of synergy between them sometimes. That's funny. And just just to add to the absurdity to this, so I thought that. So I think, oh well, I'm going to Google Beck and Meryl Manson, and I come up with this thing that says, "Are Are Beck and Meryl Manson the same person?" Has anyone seen them? And I said, "Oh my God!" But then I realized it was just some one guy on Reddit that has this theory, and it's only one guy, and that's it. So it's not anything else. I thought maybe there was this giant conspiracy about uh, Beck and uh, Marilyn Manson.
3: No, I said Marilyn Manson had a certain, there was a certain period of time where he was cool and where he he wasn't like, oh, that guy's a fucking scumbag. Right. Um, Of course, people in South Florida already may have made the, drawn that line (laughs) to the fucking scumbag (laughs) column long before this. Correct. But
0: I, I'm thinking maybe because Antichrist Superstar did come out in, in, in 96 and, and this mm-hmm. came out in 99. So maybe like we said, Beck's a magpie. He'll pick up anything. So maybe a little, oh, yeah. you know, maybe just here and there. Sure. A little,
3: a little. Oh, yeah. But um, so this, of course, has got the it's got the goofy, you know, he's talking about a girl that he's hot for, but she's got a, a lazy eye. Yeah. She looks so Israeli nicotine and gravy so that you know it makes you think of like a diner like late night yeah one very clever thing he does here in the lyrics though on the end of the end of the um to the first verse you keep on sleeping through the poignant rain what what word sounds like poignant and 99.9 percent of people would put it there pouring you would keep on sleeping. Oh, right you can see he may have written pouring, and then you can see him scratching it out and going, oh, what if I said poignant there? And you wonder if maybe he writes straight lyrics and then goes through and scratches out words, Oh puts in okay. more clever, clever words. Right. That's a well, strategy.
0: I, yeah, I was wondering that. I was wondering also if sometimes maybe he uses William Burroughs' cut and paste thing with some of his things. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah.
3: which is valid
0: which is all valid to making art
3: right you know whatever however you want to get there it works as long as you're not hurting anybody or (laughs) yourself (laughs) there you go exactly (laughs) and and this song also has that line i don't want to die tonight so you go how did where did that right um... where did that come from (laughs) well like the the first
2: two minutes the first two minutes. sorry the first two minutes sound really kind of sinister and it totally shifts and gets all cheerful at like the two minute mark and then I also really like the outro is really cool at, 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 at the end of it. It sounds like this weird video game music. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: it's great. Yeah. That extended musical outro in this is really great. The,
2: in the I Don't Want to Die Tonight, there's a lot of songs in this album where and it's not only Beck that does this, but they introduce that singing part. And then towards the end, they'll have like three different singing parts layered over each other and they all work together. And it sounds really cool on a few songs on this
3: album. Yeah. Yep. My theory on the I don't want to die tonight thing is because his voice goes into falsetto there, that's the date that he's with
2: talking. Oh okay. <laughs> Nice. That's a good one.
3: It's good. Like for you get the you get the protagonist talking first, and then all that's going through the girl's head is I don't want to die tonight. Yeah I want to die tonight. Which a lot of women probably a lot of time thinking when they're on dates with men you know
0: right that's true <laughs> yeah that's true sad, uh, sad but true yeah, alright so now I'm mixing business with leather Christmas with Heather let's just do a little <laughs> bit of mixed business So Prince, so much Prince.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Rewrite your diary, yeah. Yeah. And, um, but saying things that Prince wouldn't say.
0: Oh yeah, right, right. Yes, true.
3: Remember, always remember, you got Scientology on one side and with Prince, you have Jehovah's Witness on the other side. Oh yeah. So an odd uh, parallel there. Word up to the man thing She's always cold lamping by Zini at the canteen. I just want to watch you dance. So trans person who's cold lamping. Do you guys know what cold lamping no. is? That's from Public Enemy. Uh, that's Flavor uh, um, Play. By play. Coal lamping is, uh, you got smoke and crack and all you can get in an apartment. All you got is one, no heat and one light bulb. Yep. so <laughs> oh. <I> <laughs> Yeah. Word up to the man thing. She's always cold lamping And I, I'm going to say, do you want to ride on the Baltic Sea? Is another one of those lines where he wrote something else and then scratched it out. And was like, well, what if I said Baltic Sea instead of whatever the more ordinary thing was? Right, right, uh-huh. right. Yeah. Yeah, but what a great a bladder... song! It's, it's, oh, this song, oh, the song just takes
2: <laughs> ass. During the verse, instead of the guitar and the horns playing the same melody, the guitar yeah. plays some of the notes, and then the horns will take the other notes, and they go back and
3: forth. It's kind of interesting. It's the arrangements are fantastic on this record, and just vary from track to track. Uh, it's, yes, yes. Yeah, oh a, yeah, real... I was
0: reading the um the the notes on it, the liner notes. There's Tons of people playing in this, a ton of people. And do you know about the uh, Dust Brothers? Uh, They uh, co produced it with him.
3: They, according to you, remember, I don't know if you knew Andrew Vincent in South Florida. Oh, yeah, yeah, Andrew. He was a huge Beck fan, or is. I haven't talked to Andrew in a while, but he was talking about the Dust Brothers and how when Beck met them, that was kind of, there was kind of like this, like, you know meeting of like the geniuses like it everything sort of came together because they were the sample masters and they would pull these samples from everywhere and make all this stuff and um you know and beck just worked his whatever his lyrical and personality and musical stuff over that I, i think this is the last one he did with the dust brothers is that correct
2: uh they worked on one of those either the i think the information i think they worked on or oh. or or where i forget if it's where or the information they did one later one with them
3: okay but there was a break like after this was sort of like remember what scary monsters where bowie like all of bowie's career at you know from the 70s and even the 60s kind of came together with scary monsters and like this thing you know okay this is a summation of everything I did right and then you after that you got let's dance yeah yeah (laughs) you know
0: yeah but that's good that's kind of like what you want like once you make a record like this yeah you you move on you go on to something you're not gonna you're
3: not gonna you can't you're not gonna yeah, it's, you have to do something different. Yeah, or yeah, It's, right. it's going to be like uh, part two. Exactly, you know? exactly.
0: All right, this one I really like. Uh, Get real paid. I like. I feel like he's playing up the whole R and B hip hop entrepreneur, like uh, P Diddy. Type, uh, uh, I'm a producer.
3: I'm a producer baby.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Get real paid. cool sounding and you know when I think about <laughs> it that this came out in 99 but this sound this is something you know you could feel like someone 82. could just put out and uh, or know.
3: 1982
0: right right it's right
1: electros. yeah that's
3: yeah this is an electro track for like 100% like he he went down that you know post-punk electro sounds are in there um, think about Jam On It by uh, um, Nucleus
4: A three words down, and then giving no slack like a king, with the big match, down with the on your mind, you see? You it, it has got all those
3: work. elements and it's got the Kraftwerk sample yes, or a yes. Kraftwerk inch sample um which got used hugely in all those electro tracks. Um but then he's you know Is it Beck's voice? The female sounding... Is that him singing in falsetto? Do we know? Or is there a female... Is there a woman actually singing on this? I was wondering that. Yeah.
2: I don't think it's him, but it could be. Yeah. It sounds so disembodied, you know? It
3: it does. And there's more just like, you know, sexual innuendo and... Oh my God,
0: that, that line... I want to know if I'm worth your time. There's so much to do before you die. Thursday night, I think I'm pregnant think again. I'm pregnant. Touch my ass <laughs> if you qualify. qualified.
3: Touch my ass if you're qualified. Um, very salacious lyrics, and, but very, but, but suggestive. Like he always pushes it right to, like he, he wants you to think about, you know, he wants you to put, you put together a scenario in your mind, but he's not going to, he's not going to lay it all out there, which a hip hop track would definitely. Right, 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 right. right.
0: Yeah, yeah, because I was thinking that as salacious seeming as the album is, it really doesn't come across like that way as a whole.
3: It doesn't, no.
0: And and that's just the uh, craft I think that he does, that he actually
3: puts in. Andy it, Kaufman, things. man. He's, what's he doing? Like, how does he make this, re- this track called Sex Laws? And you listen to it and it's great. And there's a video, uh, one of those, it's a really weird video for it. I think everybody's wearing like weird geometric outfits, yeah. geometric like Moamanshans outfits, as I recall. They're really colorful, right? <laughs> and so, but it doesn't. Like he's kind of presenting like a, if an alien was like, how would an a, what kind of an alien <laughs> did an Electro or a Prince record? What would it sound like? Right. <laughs> it's also
2: impressive to do that topic and be so silly and make all these kind of jokey things without like being offensive, you know. Yeah, and I I've never heard anybody say, "Oh, I'm offended by that."
0: That's true, but although I wonder, who knows? You wonder if an album, if it did come out now, maybe. But I don't know. I think the way the uh, detachment of it and the way he puts it, you know, there's just a a certain yeah. way to do it where it'll come across where it, it's okay, and then there's something that's definitely it's just not okay, you know? Yeah. And I don't think yeah. he uh I don't think he being has fu- any. I'm
3: being funny. No. Ha ha ha. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> well, right here we got uh let's hear him sing about some uh some Hollywood freaks. <laughs>
5: my nipples, champagne and ripple, shamans go cripples, Our sales go triple, we drop lobotomy beats, evaporated meats on the high-tech streets, we go solo, dance floors and talk shows, hot dogs, no-dos, hot sex and back rows, <laughs> I wanna know what makes you scream, you told me another fantasy, you real good, dance Hollywood freaks from the Hollywood scene. Ties are real good if you want a piece. He's my love. Funny, So sturdy, take pills, make them moody. Automatic bazoo,dy zero to two, fruity, sex in the house. Niagara Falls, Logo shopping malls, Receiving anonymous calls. Hot like a cheetah, the Amamacita, eat a taqueria, pop lock and beats from Korea. Looking
3: like jail bait, sell lots of real estate. <laughs> so
0: the Hollywood like freaks on the Hollywood like scene
3: later on. Name checks Norman Schwarzkopf.
2: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Calling up from special area codes. (laughs) Calling up from special area codes. Yeah, This one's just got like a melange of sort of 70s, 80s tropes, things all thrown in there from, you know, alternative culture or like kind of like an observer of a a keen observer of all that, that went on. Champagne Bibles, custom clothes you own, calling up from special area codes. Hollywood notes with the Hollywood phones tropical oils turn up the heat till the swimming pool boils <laughs> let all the neighbors read it in the papers yeah this one this is not my favorite song on the record something about it never clicks with me quite as much as some of the other ones but the lyrics have got some there's some great uh, people look so snooty take pills make them moody automatic bazooty
2: Barry, you know who I would have like. I wish I had uh, that Beck had done something with Ms. Doom. When-
4: Drop hold mics like ponytails tight and bobble ops. Stop, stick around, come through and dig sound on the flop round six oh six oh cycle who throws a dick around, bound to go through plat. Can't destroy rat. It's an intricate plot of a b-boy strap. Oh my god, yeah.
3: Oh man. I don't know, Rob, I don't know if you knew about MF D. I do
0: from 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 you, actually from you uh, um talking about him yes. recommending him. That's when I deal with yeah. Them,
3: yeah. A word smith heart. I mean just untouchable. Um Especially if he decided he didn't like you. He was, <laughs> he was, he was very good at the uh, insult and the kind of insults. he you'd be like, oh my God.
2: Right. And he's really, really extremely good at sampling.
3: Oh yeah. Oh no. He was, he would dig through albums and just find this, this one piece of gold in this total trash record, <laughs> like some, like a soundtrack to a, to a, a, a Star Wars ripoff movie and he would find this great thing and he would make an entire piece out of it. And it just came out that he died, not from suicide, but because the hospital. Um, I saw that. In I England saw that. him him the wrong pills, gave him the wrong pills and didn't treat him adequately after he had a bad reaction. How
0: so. messed up. Right. Yeah. And then that's like, well, why did they go right to the, I guess, cause they just did, didn't know they didn't have an explanation. So they went to suicide at first. Well, he had a,
3: no, so, I mean, there's no need to gloss over the fact that he he was not in good health. He had typical problems of an overweight person, you know, who yeah, had right, right. smoked a lot of weed and other things probably too. But, um, you know, he he and he uh, he and Beck would have. Uh, there's some kindred stuff there yep Mm
0: -hmm. yeah oh and i would definitely imagine uh beck would be a fan was a big fan of it because it's definitely in his wheelhouse for sure oh yeah sure yep all right so peaches and cream again i feel like this one like sort of an homage to prince i don't know i don't know if prince has a song peaches and cream but he he definitely could but uh i I feel that's definitely looming here as well listen to peaches and cream have you ever seen him uh seen him and seen him do anything from this album
2: I saw him a uh, at least two or three times on the midnight vultures tour oh nice. it was incredible yeah, yeah I kind of saw him towards the end of Odalay and on this tour is it, it, it was great
3: totally great there's a recent thing uh there's a band in la that he has put, done a lot of his songs and he comes up and does a set with them in fact it's and it's fantastic. I can't remember. Oh, really?
2: One of the things in the song that I love it, it, one of my favorite things on that record is that little section of singing kind of about towards the end where it says keep your lamp light trimmed and burning. <laughs> yeah. It sounds almost like a like a spiritual
3: hymn you know, or something. Yeah, no. That's that's a he probably stole that line literally from um, uh, uh, like a Mahalia Jackson. That would make sense. Right. Let's see. Here is, um, okay. It's, it's from three months ago, back at the lodge room in Highland park, LA on uh, March 26, 23. Oh, nice. With LALOM, L-A-L-O-M. And, uh, he does, uh, see what he does. Uh, he doesn't do anything from this. He does golden age, devil's haircut, E-pro loser and where it's at. Oh, okay. Um, and it, but it's fantastic. Cause they obviously love him and he loves them.
0: Right. Right. Oh, that's cool. Right. Rob, you were just at the lodge room. I was just there in the Lodge room. That's where I saw what? Mike Mike Watt and the missing man. Oh, in right.
3: Room. And the sit down version of Paradise. Oh my god,
0: that was Barry. I just I I <laughs> wish <laughs> I wish yeah. you were there not to enjoy it because you would not have enjoyed yeah. it, but just to experience yeah. that.
3: <laughs> David Thomas, he needs to stop. He I does it. <laughs> His,
0: his ba- I've never seen someone treat the other musicians they're playing with with such dismissive di- <laughs> dismissiveness and it was, I felt so bad for the rest of his band and there were such like troopers.
3: <laughs> there was one lyric in here that really grabbed me. Uh, and this is Beck, classic Beck, where you look good in that sweater and that aluminum crutch. I'm going to let you down easy. I've got a delicate touch. Yes. So, who's going to bring about, you know, uh, the fact that it's cute, this hot woman you know, it's got a, and she's got a crutch. Right. So <laughs> it's humorous. I mean, it's just, it's, yeah, but it's still great. It's humorous and you don't, it's humorous and you don't laugh. It's just witty and great and funny. So anyway.
0: All right. So let's get uh, the snipers are passed out in the bushes again. Let's listen to a little bit of Broken Train. This one just has a really cool vibe for me. I mean, when you really listen to it and break down what's going on in it, it's really well done.
3: Yeah. Um, and he's lyrically billionaires smile like weapons, passing out platinum pensions. They're out of control. No one knows how low they'll go. And you get, man.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's wow. very oppression. Uh, 24 right?
3: <laughs> years later. Yeah. Oh, we have a better general sense of how low they'll go <laughs>
0: and it's and it's as low as they they yeah, uh, man, the motherfucking
3: it's, can. <laughs> it's, it's it's with a shovel in the gutter exactly. digging <laughs> right oh my god
2: and uh, it sounds like clankly it sounds like a train that's broken and
3: all those little met- metallic sounds and stuff oh yeah oh totally um yeah there was one track on here i don't think it's this one where i heard like oh it's this is like a tom waits like from uh rain dogs thing well that one on. the
0: beginning yeah. of this one kind of did remind yeah. me that so maybe it yeah. was that maybe, maybe
3: it, it was this where i was like uh like he's definitely heard rain dogs and sort of his trombones and that sort of clittery clattery right you right. know tom waits thing right right because when
0: you listen to it you hear uh there's some kind of wind instrument doing sort of the baseline on it and it's really yeah, cool
3: yeah. yep yep yeah like a bass harmonica or something yeah yeah yeah. yeah yeah
0: Alright, so you had peaches and cream and now we got uh, some more tasty electro pop funk with milk and honey.
3: This is more like just a mashup of all these lines that, you know, just put little images in your head like, oh, and and you get to try to construct some sort of narrative out of it. Um, Well, I think did someone already say this. Well, I can smell the VD in the club tonight. Oh, God. Excuse me, please. Could you tell me how to get to the Soviet embassy? (laughs) And so, you know, he's he's. He pulls a lot of '70s um, sort of stuff out of there. Kremlin Mistress, we all disappear. Bangkok athletes in the biosphere. Arkansas wet dreams, we all disappear. This I, this lyric, I, I love the sound of this one. I think lyrically, it's more just like him just firing off fireworks of of couplets that sounded good to him.
2: Yes, right. The music and the verse is so strange, but I I love it. I like it's almost like it, it's a it. Like a weird video game or some new genre. So odd, but I, so catchy.
3: Video game music big time is is a big time influence on, especially this record, you hear it a lot. Like um, those sounds from an arcade. It's like going, you know, it's like an arcade sound yep. stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, and did you guys know there's a really pretty, I'll play it in the background after on uh, the show, but there's a really pretty outro with this great guitar. And that's a uh, Johnny Marr, I
3: guess. playing that. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. That, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, I, I didn't know that, but I know about that I remember the outro
0: Right, yeah, outro, pretty, and it's Johnny Marr And you know what, the more, Barry, the more and more I listen, I hear Johnny Marr playing stuff Johnny Marr is
3: fucking great <laughs> Genius, yeah, he's like, yeah Johnny Marr, John McGee, those guys And, you know, there were some really Innovative guitar players Yeah In post-punk uh, era That, uh, <laughs> that did, well, you know Johnny Mars is the one that didn't die, so that's also great, you know. But then he had to put up a Morrissey and he, goes, he did, which some people would me. say <laughs> they would rather not. I want to see—he needs one of those jackets, like with the North Korean general, like with like medals. <laughs> I survived being in a band with Morris. Oh my
0: god, <laughs> could you imagine?
3: Mm, um, you know, Morrissey and David Thomas, like
0: yeah, exactly.
3: <laughs> and Marilyn Manson. Oh yeah. There you go. There you go. Oh boy. <laughs>
0: All right, um, Beautiful Way, a really pretty slow jam. Maybe my favorite, one of my favorites on the record. I just, I really like this song. It's just very, I, I, I think it's just really pretty in the way it's, uh, the way it's put together. Mm-hmm. Let's just do a little bit of Beautiful Way.
5: in for fold-
0: So nice. I think this one, he kind of put the snark aside a little, right?
3: Yeah. And he stole the music 100% from, it's an unreleased Velvet it was a Velvet Underground track that was never officially released. It would have been on bootlegs called Countess of Hong Kong. Oh,
5: really? Countess from Hong Kong She moves so lightly Like a submarine If I see and think about it,
3: ends up the same. When you hear Countess of Hong Kong, you're going to be like, Holy fucking shit. <laughs> he basically played it in the studio and they played over it until it sounded exactly like Countess of
5: Hong
3: Kong. Wow. And you can just, you could, it's every, you can find it on YouTube and stuff. And, I will, know, I'm going gonna... to. Right there. Lyrically, also, um, he hits up. Jagger Richards, uh just looking for a friend. Oh, right, um, right, right, right. Oh, right. <laughs> and also, um, Who's Gonna Love My Baby when she's gone around the bend? Velvet's track off of um off of Lodi called uh Round the Bend. So I thought it was he's being very, very clever. Yeah. yeah it's a great song. Um, but he's definitely
0: he's stealing he's stealing left and right. But yeah, but right. but you know what? When you do it, when you do it that uh, cleverly, do, and, and everything... it makes something and so beautiful, it's
3: place. like uh, you know yeah. whatever. Lou Reed. You know, it was not a song that Lou Reed ever did anything with. It was just this like um, thing that never appeared. I don't think it's you know maybe it's on a official release now, but it was. I never heard of it. So of the, you just it,
0: mentioned it. I thought you were going to say the ocean or something like that i, I had no no,
3: no it. it's countess of hong kong and you could listen you'd be like I'm, I'm susan was the one that discovered that my wife i mean I'm obviously thousands of people knew that already i just never made the connection and she goes we were listening to countess of hong kong in the car she goes oh my god this is beautiful way and i was like
0: <laughs> oh that's really funny <laughs> Her eyes right.
3: just sort of open really big oh
0: <laughs> good susan baby.
3: yeah good susan. <laughs> oddly enough um Rob, you
2: might like um, the album Morning Phase because I think it's it's like pretty, like earnest music kind of like this. And mutations is a little bit like that. Mutations yeah, is mutations not some comedy, too. but
3: it's yeah, mutations is great. Mutations yeah. is my like second. Like I, that's my second go-to back record. Cold Brains is an incredible. Oh uh, yeah,
0: nice. All right, so this next one, Pressure Zone. It's funny if you if you strip away all the production and the noise and stuff, you get like a, a pretty catchy, like indie rock song. Almost, it's, it's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's great. Uh, let's just do a little bit of Pressure Zone.
5: She said it's over ground.
0: great and that's a key
3: and he's and but it's a it's a sampled keyboard guitar being played definitely that's a that's not no one's going oh okay okay it's got that sound of that real hard break between the chords i'm like oh yeah there's that's a there's a sample guitar to avoid it sounding like a exactly like a you know uh, uh a um, pop punk song right mean, right right that, 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 you give it that uh, um and man the masterpieces liquidate in fertile tears i could sleep inside her bones a hundred years that's a, oh man yeah come that's on great. Those are, those are I, I'm, That's a great i misheard that song
2: that lyric because the, all these years i thought he was saying Masterpieces liquidate infernal, like Inferno.
3: Yeah, yeah. Infernal oh, tears. Right. Yeah.
2: Infernal, and I'm like, oh yeah, my well, It and could, I, like Barry said, well, I, it
0: could have been that originally, and then he could have changed it to Infernal Tears.
3: I yeah. think this. I think that first line definitely started off more straightforward, and then he did the switcheroo right, with right. more interesting words. Which is, I don't know, you know, it, it's what's that that phrase? The old fella stole all our best ideas. Like, i never thought of that i was like oh why didn't i ever think of that just right. write something straightforward <laughs> and then just swap in it's like um mel tillis was on the tonight show one time and he said you got you want to write a country song and Johnny was like sure he goes well, here's what you do give me a give me a list of words and then and you just write the last word of every line and then you go in and you fill in you fill in the rest of the words to make your story like <laughs> And I was gobsmacked. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me!"
1: <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
3: That's it. You find the last word of the line. Your most important. It's got to rhyme, and then just go back in and put whatever you need to do to fill out that fill uh, it uh, out. <laughs>
2: <rhyme>. <laughs> and you got a country yeah. song.
3: <laughs> Tune up, fucking tuna helper songwriting. <laughs>
2: there you go. <laughs> so, Rob, you can use that for the parts earlier where we we're struggling with the the editing. You can just. Put in the last word we said, and you just fill it in. Just like, a yeah. Right, just a couple yeah, months.
0: It's all fine.
2: All right,
0: so we get the <laughs> uh, the album closer, Deborah. This is great. It's great, and I guess apparently um, the song. Came about I guess he tried to record It on Odalay and it didn't like how It came down and then they started playing it live And it's sort of so they sort of fleshed It all out that way but uh, I love just it's like basically Yeah you're great baby but I Really want to get with your sister Deborah.
3: That's right
2: <laughs> The sister of a cashier JC JCPenney Oh I love oh, it yeah. it's so great this Step inside my Hyundai
3: <laughs> Exactly is the greatest thing he ever did. Deborah <laughs> is the greatest track Beck ever did.
0: Oh, it's so good that uh, that bass, Barry. I think that's being oh, played on on like an upright bass. It sounds like yeah. yeah.
3: Um, and the whole yeah, his vocal delivery and the the combination of the fucking Andy Kaufman deal with the lyrics where yeah 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 you get a picture of this goofy loser. Going into J.C. Penny to see <laughs> this girl that he thinks is hot, and giving her some like a pack of gum, yes. and he's got <laughs> a piece of gum, and you know, and then being honest, I want to get with you. Ooh, and your sister, I think <laughs> her name is Deborah. <laughs> it just you know, if, if whenever I want. Like to people like oh you know back blah blah blah. I was like, have you heard Deborah? Because also Prince totally like if you want to go okay, him actually building an altar to Prince. Right, right, right. this song.
0: But the but the thing is, he pulls it off that falsetto. I mean, he's singing. Like, oh my god! Yeah, he's, yeah, he's going. Oh, yeah. Th- th- that's he what I appreciate it. on it, it. In that he's going for it.
2: Yeah, and it was really good live too, and it was super hilarious but like the emotion of it like the romance and the yeah. feelings of romance are like real Along From with the-
3: andy kaufman is he kidding is he not kidding he won't tell you right i'm gonna i'm gonna hold this up to the the um because yes i've ever been <laughs> i won't treat you like that zanku chicken have you ever been there no Either one of you?
2: I haven't been there, but it is a real chain, yeah.
3: Best regional fast food in California,
0: oh, food so and that's a, that's a real thing. Wait, hold that up again, Barry. I'm going
3: to take a picture of that. that
2: okay. <laughs> and it's such a good song for, like, I, I was a teenager when I got into him. Um, just, like, the the kind of stress of, like, dating when you're young and, you know, just the, the, to laugh it off is really great.
3: Yeah. Because that's what it is. I'm going to pick my Hyundai. Yeah. you yep. know. <laughs> exactly. Actually, Hyundai's came up in the world. Yes, since 1999. they did. <laughs> you could say that now. And people are like, what the fuck? Why exactly. That? No, you're right Hyundai, about that. I drive a Hyundai. Right. Um, They're great cars, but you're right. When time. they
0: first came out, it was like, wait,
3: that's no, a car. <laughs> no, no, that's like a crappy, very crappy, low budget Japanese car that you get. If you can't afford anything else. Exactly. Exactly. Um, <laughs>
2: And one other thing he would do live is they would play like the bass line and everybody would get kind of quiet except for the bass and the drums. And he would start getting, sh- giving shout outs to different cities in the area, in like LA and Orange County. And yeah. then he'd throw in some city that almost, like you've heard of the city, but it's not like shouting out like Santa Monica or shouting out like right. Pasadena. Emeryville. In- in- you know, if like, if you like, a and you'd
3: give it shout out to Emeryville. In- exactly. To in- <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, shout out to Walnut Creek,
2: and then one person will be
0: like, "Wait, what?" Yeah.
2: <laughs> There's a good part of Emeryville, and a and a a, a different part of Emeryville. Um, uh, I, I stayed there in the the wrong the wrong part of Emeryville. Yeah,
3: no, Oakland. Anything in Oakland has that, so anything in Oakland could be great or it could be terrible, and that can change very quickly depending on. You know, yeah, no, well, I've, been,
0: I've been finding that here too. LA, I think, is similar mm-hmm. because, yeah, it's like all of a sudden, yeah. wait, where are we? <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Wow, what a great album, though. Really was. I've really just enjoyed uh, listening to it all week. Mm. And, uh, like it's I said, a beaut, I, man, I, I totally it's a see Barry you And live. it
3: does not age. It does not. This record, like it you said, it doesn't sound dated.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound dated. Even as, with all the production going on, and everything. No, no. There's. no It has a very a timeless
3: quality to it. Because he, I think he's very. We talked about this. <laughs> we didn't mention the fact that you and I used to do this together a long time ago. That's right. Um, <laughs> you did? No, I'm kidding.
2: No, I, I <laughs> wanted Barry to be. I wanted Barry to be on this episode because I needed help because it's so weird and there's so much going on in this album. Yeah, there is.
3: yeah. It's but he's very careful. He only picks sounds that are classic sounds. So, and that's a trick to know, okay, this is something that is, was used in 1982, but it's, it has not aged. And if I use this, I'm going to be okay. And I'm not even sure people do it consciously.
0: Right, right. But Mm -hmm. it, but it, it, it makes it, it avoids it sounding a a cliche and it, and it gives it that timeless quality. Yeah
3: genius. The fucking guy's a genius. I mean, he really is. That's, that's, that's my, you know, take on it. Is, uh...
0: <laughs> yep. I agree. So, so Barry, you got i I'm excited to hear that you're doing music. You're making some music again. Where, uh, I am. One? Yeah. Where's the best place to, uh, to...
3: uh you could go on the, it's bandcamp.com. Barry, R. stock, just one word, Barry, R. stock. And, um, I've got a bunch of tracks up there and a, our friend, our great, wonderful friend jay reeve yes is going wow. to put out uh, an album of my material on december 8th on uh,
0: 2023, mutant 2023,
3: Sound. on mutant sounds oh, nice. and uh with the title for the album which will feature some of the things that are already up there but in slightly different form and new things is called um new wave disco ambulance driver is the name.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, it's great.
0: <laughs> Barry, I haven't gotten to talk to you or tell you at all, but I've been listening to some of it and it's really good. It's great. It's great. Thanks.
3: Um, and, uh, you I'm know, I, I have to shout out here to um, local uh, Bill Orcutt because when I heard what Bill was doing with the four guitar thing, I was like, you know what? I, I used to do stuff like that back in the 80s and the 90s. I would record things like that. And I just stopped. Right. I didn't. And then I was like, wait. Well, why, why why am I not doing that anymore? I don't have to work. I guess I used to always think, well, you know, I need to think about if we're going to ever play it live. Right, I right. I don't now. It's just like, okay, this is what I'm, I'm just going to use just as a compositional tool. And this is what I'm going to do. That's so, great. Shout yeah, out so the you bill. got uh,
0: it, it, it inspired you to uh to start doing it again and just yeah, recording like said, that just stuff do
3: it. again like that yeah
0: yeah so sh- shout out to bill orchid you know, uh,
3: yeah.
0: yeah there we are stock on Bandcamp and uh margarita you don't have but we
2: could we could plug the uh facebook group that uh, facebook group got me high <laughs> yeah um and think about uh, if you're a Reagan listener um join rob's patreon and do the patreon episodes they're a lot of go. fun
0: good man good yeah. man <laughs>
3: Yeah, I think he's got one where you can do like less than a dollar a month now. It's like 35 <laughs> or 38 cents.
4: <laughs> the bargain. I kid, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> All
0: right, so don't forget, on Instagram and Facebook, you can follow me at, uh, at that got me high. Also, like I said, that Facebook group got me high on Twitter. It's at TRGMH podcast. Twitter's dead. I mean, don't even bother. Don't go. Don't even bother. Yeah. Stay away from
3: Twitter. Yeah. Barry
2: yeah. and I are on there. Yeah,
0: yeah I,
3: but I am It's guilt. still
0: dead. That doesn't mean you <laughs>
3: true agreed
0: I think it's all just bots and uh, yeah who knows uh, it's it, it's, a, it's a lots nice,
3: of hot I'm girls happy. though are, are, are contacting me are, are they <laughs> oh that's good good for you
0: <laughs> you can email me at trgmh33 at gmail.com and as Mark uh, mentioned you can go to patreon.com forward slash trgmh for as little I think it's t- two dollars actually Barry but maybe I don't know maybe you can I'm figure sorry. out a way should to, be, uh... <laughs> I mean, give,
3: come on I should, be, I should actually you know I should start taking you some money.
0: Uh but this was a lot of fun guys, thanks and like I said, I really enjoyed the record. Uh thanks again. Until then. Well I'll be talking to you guys soon and we'll see you all next week. I'm Rob Elba. We're out of here. All right, thanks guys. That was great. That was great. That was fun.